Someone who loves like me Up there on the TV or movie Anything would do Cause I've learned surviving isn't living And we deserve way more than a brief romance On an episode or two That we deserve Something unconventional Hello, Klexa Connors. You have tuned into Unconventional. I am your host, Dana Pickley. We are the official Klexicon podcast, and we are officially only two months away from Klexicon 2019. So what is going on in Klexicon land? Well, right as of right now, photo ops, ascension tickets, ships and giggles, and meet and greets are all on sale. As of February 9th, you can pick up your tickets for breakfast with special guests. On February 14th, that's Valentine's Day for you lovers out there, you can get single day tickets. So if you can't come to the entire weekend, you could just pick up a single day ticket. And then on February 15th at 10 a.m., tickets go on sale for cocktails for a change. This one always sells out, so you're going to want to be on your computer at the ready to get those tickets. Something new and exciting that is going to be happening at this year's Klexicon are these labs. So this episode is all about labs. So Dana, what are labs? I'll tell you. There are going to be two different tracks of labs on the Thursday before the con starts. One is the academic lab and the other is the creator lab. So if you are in academia, if you are interested in getting more information about how fandom and queer fandom especially uh, applies to academia, you wanna check out the academic lab. If you are a creator, if you're a writer, if you wanna produce web series, short films, if you wanna go all the way and grab an Oscar at some point in your life, then you will check out the creator lab. So those are just an easy add-on to your already existing Klexicon tickets. They're only $75 each, so that's pretty darn good for a whole day full of really cool, informative panels and workshops. So now that we've gotten you into the idea of labs, let's actually talk to the folks who are hosting the labs. So welcome to the podcast, someone who has been supporting Klexicon since year one, president and founder of Tello Films, Kristen Baker. Kristen, thank you so much for being here. Dana, woohoo! <laughs> are you having um are you having a nice Californian day? I am. I am. It's it's sunny and slightly <laughs> windy. Um, and, and not, not super hot. So it's one of those like perfect SoCal days in the winter. How nice for you. (laughs) Yes. Yes. As, as like, you know, storms barrel down on, on much of the country. I mean, I'm in South South Carolina and it's freezing. Oh, well, you have pretty good weather down there. When it's, when it's not okay, it's ridiculously hot. So yes. Yes, that is true. (laughs) That is true. Well, enough about the weather. Um, For those who are listening to the podcast who might not know um, a lot about Tello, can you tell us a little bit about what Tello is and what you do? Sure. Tello is a subscription video on demand company that is for the queer uh, women audience. Um, And our focus is just providing as much content as possible to 
our community and also supporting filmmakers who make content for our community so that there's some kind of, you know, return on their investment in, uh, in making content for, uh, for our lovely, passionate folk. And so this year, Clexicon is doing something new. And on Thursday before the con kicks off, they're offering this creator lab. And you are one of the folks that's spearheading this. What's it all about? So one of the things that I noticed uh, during past Clexicon was how many uh, people were there who wanted to collaborate and create. Um, So if you look at our most recent pitch to production winner, um, Passage, you know, Hillary talks often about being inspired to create, going to Emily Andrus's uh, workshop in 2017. And then in 2018, we actually had a reading of the project that won our pitch to production. And in 2019, her project is now being shown as part of the film festival. And there are tons of other stories of people who kind of found other creatives and collaborators um, who got together and started making content for our community that they're passionate about. And I also noticed that there were, you know, we were doing panels that were all about like low budget filmmaking or making a web series. And, and I thought, gosh, you know, this is all spread out throughout the convention. What if we really had a focus of having it this one day intensive where all of these like budding and amazing creators come together and they can network and they can collaborate and we can support one another in our, in our effort of making um, content for the community. And so the day is really split into sort of two sections. One is this entry level where people can, you know, if you've never done anything or you haven't made a project or maybe you've written something, there's something for you there. Cause like, it'll talk about how to pull, you know, how to become SAG eligible or how to write a properly formatted script. And then we have kind of this, level two track that, you know, you've made your short or you've made your web series, but, you know, you really want to make that leap into television. So, um, you know, how do you pitch to investors? How do you pitch to producers? You know, what's the, what's the process of leveling up? So we're really trying to make this for entry level people who have a passion and for people who are actually, you know, in the industry who maybe want to level up. So that's what the day kind of is, is consisting of. That's very cool. I think that something that makes people nervous is the thought of networking. It's like, it's very intimidating networking, but how, how important is networking? Do you think? Well, yes, I think networking can be really intimidating. And I think one of the things that makes it intimidating is when you're around people who you know, maybe share a certain passion, but you're not quite sure how receptive they would be to your approaching them and asking them to collaborate. And the thing that's so great about Clexicon is, and this, is that the networking, it's almost like you all know you're already there because you want to make more content and you know what kind of content you need to make. So, you know, you're not talking to someone who's in the industry who might not be passionate about you know, lesbian web series or, you know, a a story about a trans person or someone who's bi, but you know that this is the group that already has that same passion. Right. So I think that's what's so great about this is like that, that kind of thing that you're not sure unites you with other people. Like you have so many things already in common. So instead of, so it's more of like, well, 
what do you do? Are you a camera person? Are you a writer? Are you a director? So the question is more of how can you find that missing piece to your puzzle? But you know all the pieces are already there. Gotcha. It's like the ice is already broken. Exactly. Yes. Yes. So, And I think that's what makes it um, a much more friendly space to network. And it's also the everyone's going to is just they're so approachable, you know, and that's what's so great about it. You've met so many very talented new filmmakers and writers through Klaxicon. What advice do you think is vital for somebody who wants to jump into the world of production? Um, I would say don't be afraid um, to ask questions and to know what you don't know. I think a lot of times um, people might be afraid like, you know, they don't want to seem like a bother or a nuisance or they don't, you know, and so they don't ask some really important questions um, that's going to help them move uh, to the next level or get the information that they need. So I think the vital thing is be open to asking questions and be open to knowing what you don't know and learning as much as possible. And I'm, you know, I've been doing this for, for 10 years and I'm continuing to learn and know, you know, know what it is that I don't know so that I can then go either figure it out or find someone who can figure it out. Wait, there's no shame in not knowing something. No, not, not at all. And I think that's, yes, being constantly in a space to learn is, and having that learning mindset, I think is, is so important. I'm really excited for this lab. I think it's going to be incredible. And for those of you who are listening, you can go ahead and add this lab on to your ticket and uh, experience something really unique. So go and do that if you are interested in being a part of the film or television web series production industry. And Kristen, where can folks find Tello and check out what you've been doing for the last 10 years? Yes, tellofilms.com, T-E-L-L-O films.com. We, that's our website. We are, that's also our handle on um, Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. So we are um, always posting, you know, things that are coming up. Um, we always do kind of like a throwback Thursday. So you can see what uh, some of our older content that's been up for a while that's still fantastic. So we are very active on social media. We are always willing to, uh, to, to take another subscriber so uh, go find us and, and check us out. Well, thank you for sharing your experience with us. And we'll be seeing you very soon in Las Vegas. Uh, counting down the days. All right. So not only do we have a creator lab, but Klexicon is going to be doing an academic lab this year. I am very, very pleased to have with us pretty much the, the person responsible for this academic lab, Dr. Erica Abad. Dr. Erica, thank you so much for being with me today. Thank you for having me. <laughs> okay, Dr. Erica. Can I call you doctor? Can I just call you doctor? Can I call you doctor? You can just call me doctor. There aren't a lot of us, so you can definitely just call me doctor. <laughs> All right, so I know that you've been involved with Klexicon. I mean, like, you've been coming to Klexicon since the first Klexicon, haven't you? Since the first year. You and me. Vegas. You and me. All right. So tell us a little bit more about yourself. 
So I'm a Chicago native who has lived queerly in Chicago, Portland, and now Vegas. And two of my students come to me my first term teaching in Vegas, and they're like, Takabad, there's this convention, and it's all about queer women. I was like, okay, Takabad, we got to go. So this is how I ended up coming to the con. And as a community organizer in other arenas, I was impressed by how much was done in very little time <laughs> with very little resources. Yeah. And I was honored my students were integrating me into their world fairly quickly. And yeah, and I just, one of them known as Nicola Espinosa and I have been working on the evolution of we started with the evolution of the Klexa fandom to looking at how fandom has responded to other things regarding representation. And I said, I have to bring a class. But I also said, I know I'm not the only scholar in the room. And I said, who else is here? And I remember last year, um, a friend I have made in my many concepts gave me a car, the business card of Dr. Heidi Lau. And I said, okay, so how do we get in a room and have a conversation? And then Daniel and Ashley say, how about we give you more than a room to have just one conversation? And I said, okay. And so in this first year, since it's the first, and I'm realistic um, but ambitious, we are bringing together scholars who, are, who, study, who talk about queer fans, scholars who are fans themselves, and teachers who are teach about fandom or want to find, to bring fandom to their classrooms together. We are having two research panels, two teaching panels with the intent of having a conversation about how we write about fans, how we support fans, and how we bring what fans are doing in the world we build together into the classroom. Is, is fandom and academia fairly new thing, or has this been around for a while? It's been around for a few decades, but it's been around for a while. Um, folks were talk talking about the Kirk and Spock slash fan fiction, which is where the term slash comes right. from, since, since after Star Trek. And so, um, yeah, between sports and TV, there's always – it's been around, I think, longer than I've been alive. So, I've just heard about it so much in the last, I'd say, year or so of yeah. multiple people writing thesis on fandom and queer mm -hmm. fandom and things. So I was I was curious if it was something that had grown, uh, it, like had a spurt recently. Social media happened. Um, social media happened as did, what else happened to fandom? Um, we got queerer and queerer. Recognition. <laughs> recognition, so yes. There's a of fandom studies. There's the Fan Studies Network, which has been around for a decade plus. They're based in the UK. And who else do I know in fandom? Um, there's a few things. And so fandom is not just about literature. It's not just about comic books. It's not just about TV. It's about all of it. And it's about fan fiction. It's about fan art. And it's about the communities themselves. Um, I know Henry Jenkins is a guy who, in the past, don't quote me on dates yet because I don't know them all, who made up the term Aka fan, which was an academic who is both a fan and someone who writes about fans. And one of the things when I was in grad school over a decade ago that I was really good about was integrating that thing that is called film and TV into gender studies. 
and gender studies talks of, we're talking about it in one way, communications is talking about it in another way, English is talking about it in another way, sociology is talking about it in a completely different way, mm. and so is anthro. And these are just the fields that I'm familiar with because fans are doing so much, fans are producing so much, fans are consuming so much. What we do and how we interact with each other, given especially how Crexicon was built, is worthy of conversation. And so the purpose of the lab is so one, those of us who see each other in passing can get into a room and talk about what we're doing. And the hope is that we're not only are we gonna talk about what we're doing, but we'll also learn from each other. We will support one another and make sure to, to validate the work that we do if and when we don't know where it can be valid. And um, real quick, I just wanted to, to say, um, so you understand a little bit better of where Dr. Abad is coming from. Dr. Abad is the assistant professor in residence for interdisciplinary gender and ethnic studies at UNLV. So this is very near and dear to your heart um, already, I could see. <laughs> um, I One of the things I, you know, I was a Buffy fan when I was younger and I saw all the fan art and the one shots that I now know what that means. Um, where people would merge images together and make these fan videos. Um, I was a consumer. I wasn't necessarily a producer. But to see how much there is on it, I only I know I've only touched the tip on the iceberg. And I, I know there's Wendy Rouse who's presenting at one of the panels, and she's talking about the evolution, I believe, of lesbian representation. And Dr. Heidi Lau is also presenting on her work. I have a graduate student who's looking at the psychology of fandom and of reception of queer content. So there's a lot of things we can do. Um, and I know one of the early things I was reading as I was learning more about how Clexicon came to be was how fandom as a community heals each other. I and mean, sure. one of the most beautiful things I've experienced in the past few cons I've attended is how that community allows people to be queerer than they can be probably in any other space in their lives. And I know many of us want to write those stories because writing those stories and recording those experiences can help make interventions in other arenas like the everyday real life. Um, and it felt important not only because I want the opportunity Clexicon brings to students is priceless, but more because one of the things I have learned as a teacher is if I can teach the content that is relevant to my students, I will connect with them better. And oh, I yeah, know sure. I'm not the only one. Of course, of course. And you know, and as somebody who is most certainly not in academia, this actually sounds really interesting to me too. So this, this is something that if you're just maybe just super into learning new things, this might be really beneficial to you. Um, so if you're here, if you're in Las Vegas on Thursday and looking to check things out, you might want to check out the academic lab, even if you're not in academia. But if you are in academia, Dr. Abad, what, why do you think people should attend? Like, what would you say if like somebody says, hey, I'm thinking about it. I'm not sure. Like, what would you say to convince them? I I would say um, what ACA fans are writing about in relation in direct relation to Clexicon and the shows at Clexicon or in relation to what 
the community that informs the necessity of Klexicon is relevant. I do know that one of the teaching panels will be K through 12 because one of the things that we've seen an upsurge of in a variety of shows, spoiler alert, this is us, a million little things, is that gay characters are coming out younger. Sure, yeah, absolutely. And how do we create an inter how do we create the conversations to affirm young kids mm-hmm. who are de- defining their gender, defining their sexuality younger because of these teenage representations and adult representations. Right, and not to mention things like Steven Universe and uh, you know those sorts of things that are actually being written and created for that demographic. Yeah. And Steven Universe does so many things. I mean, it, Steven Universe is a, is a show I can watch with my seven-year-old godson and have honest conversations about topics that there are people who think we need to wait till we're teenagers or adults to have. And Steven Universe allows us to have them when, with kids when they're so young mm-hmm. and provide them that outlet and that opportunity. And what are the ways in which K-12 through teachers can be supported in that? Because Klexicon is, yes, about TV shows, but there are publishers there, there are comics there, there are artists there. And how can we have a conversation with K-12 through teachers about using con content to talk with those students who are struggling to find a safe space? Because um, gay straight alliances aren't just in high school or college anymore. Well, thank you for putting this together. I think it's going to be really an amazing experience for those who uh, who are able to attend. Yeah, and we are still looking for K through twelve teachers. I, I'm putting some feelers out, but it's it's a difficult yet necessary conversation, and we want to make sure we support that community because. I mean, I've worked with high school students, but I don't teach high school students, and I haven't worked with high school students in a while, and I know, given the work I did with high school students, how important it is to provide those avenues to have conversations about positive representation, affirming representation, and even if just through fiction, just through television, providing that safe space to say it's okay to be queer. If you want to attend the Academic Lab, you can go ahead and purchase that on Klexicon.com. And Dr. Abad, where can people find you on social media? Great question. I am <laughs> prof underscore Iabad on Twitter and Instagram, which is where you can usually find me tweeting about queer things like, spoiler alert, Roswell just happened to my life. I don't know. What I'm, I don't know. <laughs> or what else do I tweet about? Jane the Virgin, which I, I love completely. Thank you for JR. Thank you, Jane the Virgin, for JR. Um, or even about the queer podcasts I follow, because there's so many amazing things our communities are doing to tell our stories, to get the word out, to affirm us. And I think we should celebrate that as much as we can. And we're going to celebrate all those good things that Klaxicon! <laughs> Thank you so much. I can't wait to see you in a couple, just, gosh, it feels like mere days away. Yeah, I'll be at TGIFM slash too, but yeah. Oh, that those TGIFM slash some great folks over there. They are. Have a wonderful time and we'll see you in Vegas. See you in Vegas. And that is going to do it for this episode of Unconventional. Thank you so much for tuning in. You can find Klexicon online at 
Clexicon. That's on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, and I believe Tumblr as well. Or go to Clexicon.com, and that's where you can pick up your tickets and all those goodies for April. You can find me, Dana Pickley, on Twitter and Instagram at Dana Pickley. Our theme music is by the awesome Stephanie Berlanga. Clexicon 2019 will be here before you know it. But until then, I'm Dana Pickley swearing fealty to you. We deserve something.